Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? How the hell are you? Good. Daryl, meet John. John, meet Daryl. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Nice to meet you. Nice nausea t-shirt. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is one. um, This is actually uh, one that came out last year. Because uh, John Jesse, their guitar player, has like gone, has become ill, and has like some crazy nerve thing going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like the first official, sh- like official shirt they had in since the band was a band. Oh wow! So yeah, it's just straight bootlegs it. from them. I mean, you don't ever get a nod. Yeah, shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's so, interesting. As, I mean, as it should be, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nice to build an official shirt. So I wonder if you did the math, how much headline records would owe nausea. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, it's so well, much it money funny, probably. Oh, like, uh, like, like, well, like when, when I did those tours with discharge, uh-huh. fucking that's like all we would talk about is like how they have, like, they're like, they're like, we're just fucking bootlegged all over the place. Oh yeah. And then there's like, uh, like, uh, a couple different members of that band, like like uh, Bones. Bones has his own t-shirt deals with these people over here. Mm-hmm. And then like Rain and Tezzy, fucking Rainy and Tezzy have, fuck Tez, have these deals over here with these people. That's funny. And it's just like this weird clusterfuck of just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just, you know, weird bootlegness. So, yeah. punk, rock, punk rock capitalism, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it. No, it's funny you mentioned um, nerve stuff. Um, the uh, lead singer and lead guitarist of Deeds of Flesh died two years ago from MS. Wow, really? And Yeah, and they're Los Osos, like uh, Northern California, like mid-Central California near Tascadero and those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he passed, and the um, bunch of the, the old bandmates have gotten together, and basically they had a record written and and they're dropping it on the 10th oh that's cool and it and it's got um like all the some of the original members and drummers and then even like guest vocalists like um corpse grinder from cannibal corpse is on a song and like so a bunch of people are filling in the gaps um and and i'm looking forward to it that drops on the 10th of this month so yeah i'm supporting my uh locust oh look at you dude yeah i got a cut now yeah, I went. This is uh, actually a brand new hoodie that they had on sale, and I was like, uh, I need that. That band is so. I actually listened to them the other day. We were talking about them, and my drummer Rob had never heard them before. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh my God, dude. They were so gnarly back then. I have a, yeah. v- dude, I have a VHS tape of like them playing at the PCH, like mm-hmm. right with before yep. the first record came out, and it's a full yep. set of theirs, dude. I gotta, I gotta put it online or send it to yeah. you or something. You know that I mean? club was nasty it was like so we, my <laughs> band played there a few times um in in college and we remember opening for a band called captain three leg and it was it was it was kind of like very much his heroes gone kind of stuff mm-hmm. and um but the craziest show i ever saw there was zale and oh, um yeah. that was out of control but uh speaking of uh the locust the last time i saw them was at Coos Cafe in Santa Ana. Oh, and yeah. I was behind the bass player's bass rig, dodging loogies. 
<laughs> people were spitting oh, on the God. band and i was just like uh, uh, and like they were like loaches flying everywhere like there was no standing room i was on um there's no real stage there at that venue yeah and it's go- well gone now but um i was behind the i was like with my old college roommate i was like let's get behind the bass rig and <laughs> we stood behind the bass player for the whole show it was nuts did you just spend your time I- at ground zero is this yeah, is before like, they did the costumes probably um yes it was okay. pre that it was yeah. very like murder city devils era like yeah. kind of like very like i don't know switchblade tight t-shirts and jeans and big hair yeah. is what it was like and this was i want to say 98 99 yeah to early 2000 somewhere around there and then the masks came on of course and the, i remember um playing opening for cattle decapitation Mm-hmm. At, at that venue and the lead singer came out with big platform like uh um shoes and like a frankenstein outfit and a mask made of beef jerky and he was spitting yogurt on the crowd he was pounding <laughs> those little yo play cups and he was just like like spewing yogurt on the crowds people were wearing cow suits and i was just like man this is nuts, this yeah. Is nuts. Yeah. the locust <laughs> was insane <laughs> watching him i saw him like five or six times and I remember when they switched to the outfits because it just was getting too nuts. Like they would talk shit. They'd fight. I mean, there wasn't a single show where the bass player didn't hit someone with his bass. Like, yeah, they spit on They were fucking, I mean, they couldn't even get through a set, you know? And then all of a sudden it was just like, zip they just they don't say a fucking word now you know what i mean yeah they yeah and just get up there and tear it <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's it was, even more gnarly now you know? yeah i i i haven't the last i don't go to a lot of shows but the last the last show i went to was in december of last year before all this lockdown stuff um i actually i actually got to see caven they were on their caleb tour and i was rad that was like yep. it was at chain reaction um in santa Ana, and i met oh, a bunch cool. of my buddies down there and it was just really cool. And I was like, oh, that was my last show ever. Yeah. I just don't know. If the- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little did you know, right? That's a, that's a lot cooler than the last band that I saw before lockdown. Right. Mm-hmm. The last Who was band it? I saw before lockdown was G-Love and his special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> like they're great dudes and i work with them a lot yeah i just remember because it was all going down yeah and i was hanging with their crew and we're just like talking about it because it was like mm-hmm. it was the last day that everything was at 250 capacity mm-hmm. after it was like it was like when every day when it was like oh they hit a thousand oh they're down to 500 yeah oh they're down to 250 and it was like it was like okay this is gonna be the last show yeah and i just remember like me looking at him going like but I'm like, man, I can't believe that this is going to be my last fucking mm-hmm. show for the rest of the year. Like, you guys are really fucking nice, but God, your music is fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. absolutely horrible. And oh, you know, people yeah. love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Look it, but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, everyone, everyone deserves to party. Yeah, but uh, God, like you know. yeah. I mean, what little did you like? If you would have known yeah. that it would have been literally your last show, you would see for a solid year. Like, I probably yeah. would have or tried more. to just get out of it. <laughs> you know I, mean? I know you probably couldn't, but I yeah. would have definitely gone somewhere. Well, actually, yeah. okay, so so that was the last show I worked. Actually, I totally forgot this. Like, I saw two songs of lack of interest. 
Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Saturday. They played they played a, like a reunion show that Saturday. That G Love show was on the Thursday of lockdown week and lack of interest was Saturday. Well, I'd mm-hmm. I'd say that okay. one then. So I guess I guess I could yeah. say lack of interest. But G Love is such one. a cooler yeah. G Love just is so much more cool to say for some <laughs> it reason. Is, like yeah. you know yep, me with awesome. a nausea shirt, smoking bowls. Smoking bowls. <laughs> G loving a special sauce. Oh, so, man. um, I mean, I, dude, me and you have known each other for at least twenty five years at this point, right? And yeah. you know, I dude, remember like you were actually the first person that got me into neurosis, dude, which was pretty. That's a big day. Really? I mean, you were oh, very. Man, I, I ruined your life. I know. Well, yeah, kidding. you did, but you know, I I'd like heard of them before and maybe seen that yeah. Locust Star. You know what I mean? Song. Yeah. But I mean, I remember when me and you met, you know, because you've always liked gnarly grindcore, and I was definitely yeah. into that stuff back, yeah. back in the day, you know. But then you were like, "Dude, you want to check something out?" <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, man!" So it's been always like such a in the back of my mind. You remember those yeah. few people that turned you onto those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, the heavy wow. slow stuff. That's right. Because you were you spent a lot of time out in Anaheim, right? Going to college or yes. Orange County yeah. area, right? In '97 to 2001, I I was in college. And, uh, I, yeah, it was just a hub for, um, hardcore bands and metal bands. Like that's a good place to be for that yeah. kind of music. And I, I can't in that time, I, I can't tell you like standing feet away from botch performing live to like right. converse, like just little yeah. things like that, where you like, you'd never get like being in certain parts of the country, like, everyone came to that part of the world mm-hmm. like i was like oh i'm really into nile and cannibal corpse oh they're playing at the showcase right yeah. um and they're opening and i gotta drive 15 minutes right it was nuts it was yeah. just being able to like just hop in a car with my buds and and just experience all those bands and of course having a band and opening for some of those acts mm-hmm. was just loads of fun um I miss it tremendously, yeah. you know, and I do have a confession to make. I totally, uh-huh. as I was getting a divorce in 2015, around 2016 or so, I was in a real bad funk and my buddy, David uh, Erickson calls me up and he goes, neurosis is playing with Converge. You're coming with me. And I'm like, I can't, bro. I can't, I can't. And like, I, to this day, I haven't seen neurosis live. Oh and yeah, dude. It is so lame. It's no. so lame. And I just was in a funk and I didn't go. And I'm, yeah. I still regret <laughs> yeah. it like well, immensely. Yeah. He said it was, he, he texted me when he was there. He's like, you're, you suck. You're like, you, you, you should be here right now, you know, kind of thing. And I just really felt truly bad. disappointed in you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, dude, I, it's, yeah. that's despicable. <laughs> you know, Little did it. you know how but, many years later you'd still be mad at yourself for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you, we all go through stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm much better now. But that was like a one regret I had in that whole era of my life of shows and bands that I've missed out on. Um, well, I thought, I, thought so that, I thought you meant it was the one regret you had for your divorce. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I should like, get along with my. Like, you know, I should have just stayed with her. I probably would have been up yeah. enough to go to see Neurosis. You had to go to Neurosis. Just hang in there one more year. So one more yeah, year. Yeah, no. We could have we could have worked yeah. that out for a little bit. No, but yeah, I've gone down sure. the rabbit hole with like like Steve on Till's solo albums, um, Mirrors to Psychic Warfare. Yeah. That is a great. I don't know if you guys have heard that. I've much. heard a little bit it's, of it. It's more like 
uh, electronic. Um, there's some good stuff there that I just really, really, really dig. I've actually recently gotten into King Gizzard and the and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, you guys uh, heard them? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got that uh, song "Vomit Coffin" and like <laughs> yeah. the, the the all of that. My buddy, my drummer from Lynch, my metal band, texted me and he goes, "Dude, you need to listen to this. Watch this video." And like they're weird because they do weird albums but that album i really like that that right. stuff's coming well and they're they're all over the place i mean they do they one are. album's like yeah. a fucking stoner album the next one's like a psych album yeah. and it's it's all weird you know yeah. they're one of the weird bands that yeah. gets to do whatever they want you know they want yeah and I'm, i've yeah. discovered that because i started listening to some of their other albums i'm like eh, this isn't really floating me right now yeah. it's like a um baroness like they're an acquired taste like there's times where I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this, but then I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, High and Fire is a good band. I have to be in the mood for it. You know, just right. stuff like that. It's just I, I'm real moody with my music, yeah. and and you know, I still have that that metal vein. That dude, it'll never go away. I'll be listening <laughs> to grindcore until I die. <laughs> yeah, you really like. There's so many guys that say that. You know what I mean? And you are really, truly one of the guys that I yeah. I would be I would be shocked if you're like. Man, you know, I just thought yeah. I'm not, I'm just not digging it anymore. Yeah, you know, like when COVID. Like, no way, man. Yeah, it no, must be COVID... the revelation happening. Oh yeah, when 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 COVID hit, I was, everyone was bummed. You know, all this stuff was going on, and then I was like immediately kind of all better when Cattle Decapitation released that video for uh, "Bring Bring Back the Plague," and he's screeching, <laughs> holding hoarding toilet paper. I was like, oh man, this is so good. <laughs> they get it, man. They get it every time. I never saw that. I'll have to check that out. Oh, dude, check it out. Do yourself a favor after the podcast. Yeah. Just bring back the plague video by yeah. Cattle Decap. It'll make you laugh. So, I, you know, at all the times yeah. we hung out, like, what did you go to college for art? Art graphics no, and stuff like bro. that? What'd you go to college no. for? Um, I, I went, you know, here's the interesting part is I went in as pastoral ministry, like as a, as a major. And, um, you know, I still have my faith. I would consider myself an unfundamentalist Christian. Mm-hmm. So very much more left-leaning and accepting of all people and, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. I was like, no, nah, this isn't going to be for me. And my grandma was like, why aren't you going to art school? As she's handing me a check to go to school. And I said, like, grandma, I don't want to draw fruit. <laughs> like <a smartest. laughs> yeah. And for me at the time, it was about music I loved music and I loved people. And so I decided I ended up with a degree in cultural anthropology, Mm. studying world religions, culture, all that kind of stuff, and being just fascinated with the world we inhabit and why people disagree and just understanding the psychology of human beings. And I had to go to a Christian university to get a liberal education to open my mind to a broader world because my worldview was so like, just one way for so long um just being how i was raised there are good and bad things about that but um i don't regret anything i i don't regret spending a fortune on my college degree i made some of the best friends um as soon as i got on campus a year had passed and i had the heaviest hardcore death metal band on campus that ever existed and we were playing shows opening for like dillinger escape plan and stuff in no time and we didn't tour a lot, but we that was were Lynch, able to right? kind of, yeah. yeah, we were able to kind of like corner ourselves into the market 
um, down in um, Orange County there to just be that band that opened for a lot of those different bands. And it was a, it was a blast, you know, and when I graduated, um, I kind of floundered with like the band, everyone was kind of going in a different direction. The, the guitarist was writing things in a way I didn't like, and we just decided to disband. And then I had another, I had a black metal band with a friend of mine that was in development called Thorondor, which is like the name of like the Lord of the Eagles and Lord of the Rings. And our writing process was like shrill black metal and doom metal. And our model was, what do you think of that riff? And I'd, we'd be playing it and it was real dissonant cordage and stuff. And he, my drummer would always go, could you slit your wrist to it? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. like the band's motto yeah. and it was just really heavy and really dark and yeah. then that band um disbanded because i caught my my drummer's girlfriend cheating on him and i had to tell him and so he moved back to hawaii it was yeah. awful so that broke yeah. my band up and that was the last real band i had right. um but the art stuff i always drew as a kid mm-hmm. Yeah, you've always yeah. been an incredible artist. I mean, yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, I, I've always remembered yeah, seeing just, your art. I just loved, loved doing it. Like I draw the band logos and stuff and do all my artwork. And then after the band stuff imploded, I met my business partner, LARPing, out in the woods. Uh-huh. And uh, like we're talking like full on a scale attacking in darkness. It was awesome. And him and I, he could write and we just started developing and creating content. And then the next thing I know, 15 years later, I've got a publishing company that's publishing comic books and mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Like I got a Kickstarter dropping tomorrow mm-hmm. um, for one of my projects that I co-wrote. And um, I ha- have a different artist handling that book and stuff, but it's a blast. I love it. It's very rewarding. It's not lucrative. Um, it's financially difficult as everything these days are, you know, because yeah. of the lockdowns and everything. Um, but yeah, dude, I just... I still love music. Music's a regular part of my life, but now it's more about the art and right. designing right. things. And that's, that's where I'm at. So, yeah. So stranger comics has like five or six different like comic books, like series under your, is it all under your guys' yeah. actual belt? Yeah. It's our publishing company. We're not self publishers. We're independent publishers. So okay. we publish other material as well. Um, but yeah, we have like our Asunda franchise and then we have a multiple little, little other things that are aside from that, like kids books and, you know, little things like that. And other, other, other intellect, what we call intellectual property that we uh, retain um, through that. So, yeah. Okay. So like, uh, so you mentioned that, I mean, you mentioned that you had to go to a Christian college to get a liberal degree. And then yeah, like, liberal you, like you, you were, you were raised in kind of like a, what you were saying, like a, maybe a smaller minded way of thinking and narrow minded way of looking at it. And then like, obviously you've discovered, you know what I mean? Like what, but basically what I'm trying to get to is mm-hmm. what was it that like kind of made you curious about like the outside world as, uh, sorry. What made you curious about the outside world as opposed to what you were raised as? I just was just buried in rampant hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was, I was raised yeah. Catholic. I always call myself a recovering Catholic. Yeah. I, mean? I, I have like, a good home. Like everyone has like these moments and I just like, yeah. I'm always interested in like, what is it that like kind yeah. of like sets someone off of like, Oh shit. Like, 
yeah, I had specific professors that would, I believe this. I'm like, well, why? Right. And, and when you're 19 and someone questions what you believe in, mm-hmm. yeah. you actually have to think about what you believe in. Well, yeah. why? Like, I just remember answering the question, him saying, that's not an answer. Well, why? And, and just things like that, like just asking yourself, cause I had a good home, you know, no home, you know, I had a great childhood, but you know, we all, life is not perfect and, and everything. Um, I love my parents and my family and, and everything, but I just started to realize that like being, um, especially in these times today, like what it means to, to be a good citizen of this planet, Yeah, you know, and I just saw enough people under the guise of fundamentalism and evangelicalism not living that way not 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 living according to the teachings that they're supposedly following right and i was like i'm wasting my time yeah. is what i said you know this is between me and god and nobody else is kind of how i put it and right. i found peace in that it was a struggle trust me i struggled with things i still do um but i i just want to be able to be there for friends of mine and people in my life you know from all walks of life. I know people from all walks of life, from Satanist to whatever, to just people that I would could call right now and be like, how are you, man? Mm, just yeah. because I wasn't some hypocritical smug bastard, like so many people I know have been in my life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. A genuine human and, and understanding world religions um, from an anthropological perspective, understanding how old the concept of religion is and, mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about Neurosis, because I find them to be very spiritual. Oh, yeah. With Probably the most people. spiritual band around, dude. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, yeah, watching but, them is just, it's a totally different yeah, animal, you know? Yeah. It's, I just remember hearing that which is above is that which is below. Mm-hmm. You that's know? above, and, so below, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that line. And, and I just remember hearing that and, and just everything from that to like Tom Waits understanding like just hearing like real intelligent people tackle really intelligent problems mm-hmm. or hard, difficult problems was a big deal for me, especially at that age. Um, I don't know. We're all impressionable at a certain age. Oh yeah. I just at some point we all kind of grow up and we figure, Hey, this isn't working for me. Like that doesn't, that doesn't add up, you know? Yeah. And I had a, 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 mo- a few moments like that going to a different, like, university as closed-minded as it, as it was at the time and still is probably i had to i at least was immersed in a world where um people were making me question things and understanding where they come from mm-hmm. yeah. you know? i mean the so, crazy yeah. thing is, though, is a lot of people a lot of people don't want to change a lot of people want yeah. to yeah. you know they're like you know everyone's everyone you know their favorite band was in high school, you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. in high school, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. look at how many yeah. people are in the world like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, those people are the people that just get stuck in their ways. And they're like, you know, yeah. we got to grow as we get older. I mean, yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, look at what you're we're all day. doing. Like we all lead different lives. Here I am talking to you guys and it's like, we're all in a different place dealing with different problems Um, all of us deal with all these different things and to to think that everyone needs to think the way I do is so narcissistic because (laughs) my brain chemistry is not your brain chemistry or your brain chemistry right flat out and and just the way you were raised and enculturated and all these things and it's like 
hey, just be kind. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds kind of hippie, whatever, but that's that's just what it well, really it's hard, man. I mean, there's plenty of assholes out there that'll walk all over you. There's a balance that you right. have to find. I find, yeah. you know, that was my big problem. You know what I mean? Is you know, and also, you know, we're 19 years old, we're 18 years yeah. old, you know, and it's like we, you know, that <laughs> what we were involved in allowed us to experience music in ways which no yeah. religion would ever allow, and all the, you know what I mean? All these yes. things was, you know, pretty, you know, that you could say one thing or the other, but what happens at 19 years old is you're, I mean, you're a fucking caveman, dude. It's, you know what I mean? And you're not even, you're not even able to think outside of yourself for a long time. You know what I mean? And I had, I had it to where pastors were telling me things that I was like, this is asinine. dude. (laughs) Like This doesn't make any sense in a real, do you live in the real world? You know what I mean? Like there's so much certain way. And so many people just want to think this is what I believe. That's it. Yeah. They're little, not going to think little... the thought process does not go further than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's not yeah. that they're bad. I mean, maybe some people are really happy just believing it and they don't have to do the, you know, shoving it down your throat kind of thing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But it, it's just, um, you know, you just start asking when you do start asking questions and you get yeah. challenged and you're, yeah. you know, you're allowed to think outside of yourself, outside of your box with, and, yeah. and, and especially with your own personal beliefs. It's like, yeah. you know, from where I was at 10 years old, 12 years old to where I am now is, you know, it's a, a miraculously 180, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not 180 even. I, it's like yeah, a 360. It's I have no idea what it is, you know? Yeah, it's, but, it's but that's being different. a compassionate human as you grow up, which Christianity yeah. doesn't allow you to do a lot of times. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's, that goes for any real staunch religion, you know what I mean? Yeah, any, any, anything that's going to have, in my opinion, money involved. My One of my closest friends I've known for since I was five years old, when I moved home to Ojai in 2015, after I was getting, while well, I was getting my divorce, um, I, he runs Bart's books here in Ojai. And uh, he said to me, and he goes, who do you think's the God of this world? Like truly who rules this world? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. And he goes, mammon, the demon mammon, money. Mammon. Money. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, it is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it is true. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's wild. Like, I, yeah, I, it blew my mind. Is that stoned? But like, I don't want to think about that kind of shit when I'm that stoned. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did that hurt a little? Right. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I look at the moon and I go, "Man, I wish there was two moons like Star Wars." Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit I think about. It's a full moon tonight, bro. Go outside that's after this. Where, dude. That's Check where COVID's taking me. Like, I'm just like, look, when is the fucking revolution? The revolution gonna come? That everyone. Yeah. Right. That's too good, man. No, I just I find that um, art is a very good thing in the sense of music and philosophy and religion and all the topics. So, like, I get fed with my music because I'm a huge like classic rock guy, Radiohead, Uh Sunny Day Real Estate. Like, I'm all across the board when it comes to my music, but the metal and all that stuff. Like, I'm a huge Tool fan. I hate Tool. I hate Tool fans, but I love their music, <laughs> you know, and it's just like yeah. all these things um, when it comes to my artwork and my music and just my own spirituality, um, it, 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 it is constantly changing me right. and, and evolving. And how can I be a better, better person to my fellow man and, and, and be able to handle life better? Yeah. 
Well, and I think, you know, what's a, what's a weird thing like that I think me and you have a unique perspective on is like, mm-hmm. there is a time back in the day where mm-hmm. you had to incorporate your spirituality into everything you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause that's how mm-hmm. we're taught. We're supposed to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But then like, as you become an adult and you become older, it's like, oh yeah, I can separate my art and my music mm-hmm. from my beliefs. It doesn't have to be yeah. fucking one thing or the other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you yeah. can like, you figure out like, you know, with your art, I mean, you had that Asunda mm-hmm. comic is crazy. And that, is that your, like, yeah. is that your creation? Um, like, well, Asunda is the franchise. That's my business partner, Sebastian. Um, okay. He's from, Eng- uh, from England. He, he created this world over 30, 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I jumped on board about 20 years ago with him and I've been developing and designing and writing and creating stories with him. So I'm a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a partner with him on it. But it's Even just so much depth in that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really it's, wild, yeah. dude. It's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy thing because it's like Lord of the Rings, but it's culturally inclusive, or I should say it's culturally broad. Like right. if you're from Africa and you're an elf, you're black. If you're a dwarf from Asia, you'll look Asian. It, it, mm. it has heroes that aren't just like cookie cutter. Like you go to Lord of the Rings, everyone's white. How do you mm. get a non-white audience to identify with Frodo right. and stuff? Like, I mean, these, this is just the way of things, you know, how media was made. But I wanted to, we wanted to spin things and and create something new and fresh. Like when Black Panther dropped, our phone rang like crazy because of uh Hollywood was like bang 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 because our lead character is a black female elf right Neo, and, uh, niobe what, niobe. What is it? niobe yeah niobe is a crazy yeah. one too yeah so we the phone was ringing like crazy and we were able to say no 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 oh i remember you bam you know that kind of thing um <laughs> yeah and in in it's just genuine. It's what I want to see. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Tolkien fan. I love all that high fantasy stuff. I'm a huge rat for Star Wars. All the, all, all of that stuff. The Marvel movies, I love them. But I, I'm creating something new with my business partners. And we wanted to tell stories that we wanted to tell. And the, here is this, this gap where it's like, there's no Afrocentric fantasy. I don't see African elves cutting the heads off of orcs in a jungle. Well, we're working on that. That's that's what we're doing, you know. Yeah. And it, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's very rewarding in the sense of just knowing that hey, this is a new thing. It's fresh, mm-hmm. you know. How have you seen like the comic book? Obviously, comics for so many years were just for fucking nerds. I mean, that you know, yeah. that's the thing. Like, how yeah. have you seen it over the last? Because for first of all, it's got to be nice mm-hmm. having this much time off of like comic cons and. Oh, exposed dude. right because i don't know yeah. if you know john but every yeah. like for the last two years every post it's like him sleeping on the floor at some sort of convention it's him fucking <laughs> exhausted somewhere you know what i mean yeah. and it's like man what a grind i mean it's worse than touring i would assume yeah, it's you know brutal. what i mean it's so like it hasn't been nice being up. off and then on top of that like what have you seen as far as like the broadening of like the comic genre as a whole i mean yeah it's, it's, like, it must have branched out everywhere right it, it has like to 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 well two that's a loaded question but the first part is i i i miss it now because i've taken time off um it's hard and i gripe and complain about it all the time like when i'm doing it but i do like traveling i do like going to new places and 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 seeing people's reactions to our material is pretty cool um, but it's hard. It's a grind and I want to get back to it, but 
in this COVID new post COVID world, we're not doing cons this coming year. I don't think right, like no. maybe end of next year, 2021, if there's a vaccine, right. But even if they set up a con to do it, are people going to show up to come? Which, you know, so they're more, is, on, we're more on. Yeah, so probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we've had to focus our business model because that was a huge source of income for us. Right. Gone, just yeah. gone. So it's been difficult. Um, and then, as far as cons are concerned, I remember basically just someone handing me a badge and walking into San Diego Comic-Con, you know, 15 years ago. Right. That those days are over. Like, yeah. oh, 200,000 people. Like, oh, yeah, it, it matches my ID. I can get in. Like, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's some cons that are way cool. Like, Emerald City Comic-Con is super badass that's up in seattle um i like rose city comic cons great it's in portland but i was doing cons like i had one year um where i did i think five cons in eight weeks it was rough it was like new york baltimore portland like all this like zigzagging all over the country that was nasty that was yeah. i was gone in one stretch for over two weeks and that was it was not fun yeah, so that's brutal. but i had fun but <laughs> it was a lot you know, yeah, it's definitely like, like, I think a lot of people like, I mean, I, I work in the music industry, touring and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think like you, like us, like everyone's kind of like, okay, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's nice being home. Like the yeah. circumstances are complete shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously it's horrible. We'd fucking, but it is nice. Like seeing the kids. Yeah. For me, you know what I mean? Like fucking. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I complained about it all the time back in the day, and I know it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like really worried about. I'm not like, oh my god, this. What am I going to do for the rest of my life? I know it's yeah. like whatever. It'll gonna, come around. We're going to limp through the next year, year and a half. Yep. You know what I mean? It's what they're it gonna is. Inject, they're going to inject us all with chicken noodle soup and and yeah. nights. We'll be good yeah, to go. Yeah, exactly. But like. Everyone is kind of like it is nice, not fun. yeah. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of drawing done and work yeah. done. Like yeah. I'll, I'll between this lockdown, I'll have my next graphic novel, one that I wrote and I'm drawing, like finishing the artwork on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, done by this time next year, wow. it'll be out and ready to go. And it's and it's savage. It's it's about an orc. It's more about one of my main villains, and it's been something I've been working on for a really long time. And it's straight up orc cannibalism the whole nine like it's full, it's full, full made, dude. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome that's rad man yeah so i mean is that when it comes to like the process of writing stuff like that i mean you're you're planning for a year out i mean when you start these endeavors i mean i'm sure ideas yeah. have been floating in your head for years right yeah there's things that i just write down little sentences like my business partner will be like write that down and like like something i'll say something um, like for instance, the Kickstarter I'm dropping tomorrow, um, is for a project, which is completely left field of what we normally do. It, it's called uh ruining Christmas and it's about two, um, fuck up Christmas elves who are naughty list coordinators. They have one job, watch the list. And it's the most prestigious job in all the land. And um, they managed to screw it up. And the rottenest kid in all the land, little Joey Canuggins, 
you'll see it on my Facebook profile. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to yeah. play it on the, uh, you know, before that we start the podcast, if that's all right. You know, okay. Nice. The video. Yeah, he, uh, he steals Santa's hat when they try and um, gas him with cheer gas. And um, it's basically a, 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 a bromance. It's like the hangover with Christmas elves. And I wrote a draft years ago. Mm-hmm. handed it to my business partner he read it and he goes man this had a lot of heart more heart than i thought it was gonna have and and i said dude when you rewrite this because we're both the writers on it can you write this like a guy Ritchie film because he's british and he's like oh let me try let me think about that let me try <laughs> so it reads like snatch or lock stock or rock oh. and roll but it's That's christmas cool. elves so like when they go to elf self selves which is the strip club in town there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this pimp outside named Mickey Mac. And he's like, hello, gents. Would you boys like to, uh, rather than just see, would you like to smell and taste your profits come down this way? And it's like literally like that. And he leads them down an alley and it's just the plaguiest skanks they've ever seen. And they go back into the strip club. So it's, right. it's literally the hangover with Christmas elves. And right. it's really crass. Yeah. It's talking stuff for the kids. Yeah, yeah. This is not for kids. It's it's good fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely in vein of um R rated South Park that's, type. That's um, cool. South, I like it. Yeah. That's yeah, badass, so man. That process has taken a long time. And here I am, Christmas of twenty twenty, launching a twenty-five day Kickstarter December first to the twenty-fifth to promote the first issue of the comic book. So mm-hmm. Which is hopefully going to drop when at Christmas or what are you talking about? Um, when well, does it drop? It drops tomorrow when oh. it starts the Kickstarter, or at least the oh, first, okay. the first nice. of December. And um, we'll raise money to print up the first issues and everyone will back the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And um, it ends on the 25th of December. Okay. So we're yeah. like, it's at eight o'clock in the morning on December 25th. Right, the, right. the campaign ends. Hopefully we're, we should be funded by then anyways. Um, then yeah. it closes. And then about a month or two later, everyone will get their comics and stuff. Oh, okay. That's what I was, so, yeah. But we had a, you know, a bit of a delay on the books because we had hardcovers overseas when we were supposed to be getting those. Everything shut down. Right. With the, with the world's economies and everything. Yeah. So it's been a grind. But like when yeah. people pledge the Kickstarter on Monday or Tuesday, December 1st or whatever, whenever this airs, um, if they pledge on day one, they get extra stuff. Like they get a free Niobe comic book. Mm-hmm. Like they get a bunch of really cool stuff so in covid times you gotta you gotta roll with it and figure out how can we like get people to support this right now yeah Yeah. is this is this like part of your process of having to change and adapt to covid not being able to do the cons and all that right yeah running these kickstarters and stuff like that so yeah i mean are you seeing a lot of comic book like independent uh you know production companies like going under and and stuff like that right now or have you heard about a lot of things are weird yeah, things are hard. And that's part of that loaded question you asked me is I've seen a growth in in publishing since we started for material and like comics and comic book shops. They always have this up and down, up and down, like we're non-essential. People need pavement and bridges and, uh-huh. and toilet paper. My dad's a rock star because he works for Procter & Gamble. You know what I mean? <laughs> Making <laughs> yeah, toilet paper and bounty paper. It's like, guess what I got, kid? On this way in. Yeah. <laughs> Legit, dude. Yeah. People hitting me up for free toilet paper because they know who my dad is. It's awesome. It's funny. So, um, yeah, it's great. He's awesome. But uh, um, that's the thing is like, um, we're non-essential and we're artists. The arts are the first to go. Music, 
all that stuff, live venues, like all that kind of thing is just taking a back seat. We'll get back to it at some point. Um, but well, you're first to go meantime, and you're the last to come back too. You know what I mean? That's- yeah. It's, and we're working hard and we're yeah. trying to stay in float. You know, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but we did close a deal with HBO last year, um, which helped um, on right, the Asunder franchise. Um, but it's in development. That's all I can say. These right. things take a ton of time. Um, and I don't know. It, I'm hopeful and it's, you know, cool. Yeah. But yeah. it's COVID. It's a yeah. new world. Yeah. Never did I think we'd have a hundred year pandemic in my lifetime. The last time something like this happened was a hundred years ago and you know, a few million people died. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. speaking of like adaptations though, right? Like obviously you got whatever deal your thing with HBO and I'm sure, you know, HBO is paying attention now or everyone's paying attention to comic books now that like, mm-hmm. I don't, did you watch Utopia? Um, have you seen that yet? Which one? What God, is it then? Utopia. It's on. Um, it's on HBO. I think. No. Or Amazon. Oh mm-hmm. my God! It's based off a comic book, but it is incredible, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, but I was wondering, like, mm-hmm. have you seen? What have you seen? Like that? You just like you know. I know Preacher was a big one. The adaptation, yes. right? Stuff like that. Walking like Dead. Walking, Walking Dead. Obviously, Dead. was the major yeah. one that that spawned everything. But yeah. like, are you fearful that like they could take your shit and just tank it? Like. I mean, or do you just like, are you able to just like, let it go? And it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. You know, like it's HBO. They're great at what they do. Like, bro, I'm the huge Sopranos and Deadwood fan. Mm -hmm. Like that Deadwood is my jam. If you guys have never seen Deadwood, it's, it's amazing. And then their, their, their band of brothers miniseries is probably the finest bit of television, in my opinion, ever produced. Yeah. Um, and the Pacific was cool. I love it. Um, but Band of Brothers was on a whole nother level. The Sopranos changed television, in my opinion, like in a massive way. Oh, like yeah. I have a career and I have a chance at making some stuff because things like HBO and, and The Sopranos exist. Yeah. Episodic television is the way of the future. No one's going to movie theaters. No, right. like, Never it's again. just the nature of it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd make a movie if someone offered us to do a movie, but it'd probably be a Netflix original or a special or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it, it, it is just the way of the media is changing in general. Um, but I like, like I'm, I'm, I'm just a sucker for good television. Like, dude, I chowed out and watched Downton Abbey. I'm watching the crown right now. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the, like, yeah, I just love like, just yeah. that kind of television that's just like i'm immersed in this like yeah. and i found that if you can grasp grab your audience with the high drama like that they'll you they'll follow you anywhere jack kirby would say it best the guy who created like the avengers and like the x-men and like mm-hmm. tons of like dc characters and stuff like that he said you can make a monster as creepy and and ugly and this and that is as much as you want but you got to make it personal. Give it something more that will make audiences go, I identify with that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we're doing. There's a gap with Niobe. There's a gap there um, in the sense of, of there being a female lead like that in a high fantasy. We always see it's the lone warrior. It's King Arthur. It's Frodo Baggins. It's Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I just would really like to see a high fantasy where, oh, there's my lead actress running around being chased by an ogre mm-hmm. 
and it's going to eat her. Oh, it just ate that guy. And it's violent. You know, like audiences, even with Lord of the Rings, they didn't see that game of Thrones was close. Like game of Thrones, like as, as much as it kind of tanked at the, at the very end, there were some scenes there where I was oh, just like, this brutal. is incredible storytelling. Yeah. You guys saw it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. That scene, like I hated Jamie Lannister until he sat in that hot tub with Brienne of Tarth right after he lost his hand mm-hmm. and you find out why he killed the Targaryen. Right. He was going to yeah. burn King's Landing to the ground. He lost his honor yeah. and saved the lives of a million people mm-hmm. because he, because he sacrificed the King like yeah. for that in his honor like i was like this guy's my favorite he might be balling his sister but that character (laughs) yeah is amazing that's good storytelling and it's got swords well and it's it's a trip too because i mean comic books aren't nearly as you know wordy or you know what i mean so it's like to to be able to tell good stories in a comic a graphic novel you know in a limited Mm -hmm. series like that like you guys do it's Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy because the art has to speak for so much of it. You yeah. know what I mean? What's going on in the situation. Yes. And then it's like, you got a blurb, you know, this big yeah. dialogue and it's like, yeah. and you just, it's a, it's a, it's just a trip to when you, you know, cause when you see game of Thrones, you know, that, mm. you know, you know, dude is a fucking killer writer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got yeah. novels this big to prove it. It takes him forever to write. Yeah. And he's yeah. still not finished. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, when no, you, you know, when you're putting out a series of comic, it's like, how do yeah. you do it in such small increment? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's beyond my scale. Yeah, it's, well, here's the thing is we plan it out. We have these stories. We know where it's headed. And dude, like I have a billion dollar budget with a pencil in my hand and a piece of paper. I can do what I want. Right. I'm not, I have no constraints. If I want to draw armies fighting dragons, I can do that. And that's the beauty of the medium is I can do what I want. Yeah. And we... <laughs> With the autonomy that we have that with what we're doing, whether it be ruining Christmas or Niobe or whatever we're doing, we get to decide it's ours. We built it. It's like a band. I'm going to write this song and I want a 10 minute bridge and I'm going to end it with blast beats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like eat it because I want to, you know, um, it's like when I hear I, like things like Converge's last record, that song, Aimless Arrow. And it's just like the drums are going off and there's hardly anything going on with the guitars and, 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 and like vicious muse. It just starts off with drums. Like that's some of the most aggressive songwriting I've ever heard. There's so much attitude and anger behind that song, Vicious Muse, that I'm just like, what did I just experience? They did it because they're the artists and they make the rules. Same thing with Meshuggah. They do like this for a lot of people. It's like completely repetitive. When they released that song Clockworks, I couldn't believe the breakdown. I know. Live, it's just this pumping pulse. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they hit a bridge and the entire place is is, is losing control and everything's being destroyed. Right. Like it's just... I don't know. They're channeling something, and that's primal. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening to that band like a a month ago, (laughs) and I thought I don't think I could play one of these like palm mute pick parts to save my kids' lives. Like not one. (laughs) Gun to your head, you'd just be like, "Pull the trigger, man! I'm not even going to try." I was like, you know, because I I listen to them a lot, but I never, you know, you don't. It kind of gets in a background, you know what I mean? If you're not really zoned in, you know. But you're like, God damn, dude! Like, no. 
Like not one. Not I don't think I could do one. You know what I mean? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Dude, like they break down that album Obzen. Like they're interviewing the guys and they're talking about their gear. Just go and listen to their their guitars, their guitarists and their drummer breakdowns. And like the guitarist is like, yeah, this song's actually in a key of E. And I'm like, wait, what? And like, listen to the guitars. They're actually in a higher tune here. But the bass player is in a full octave drop of E. Like he's, the guitars are higher. And I'm like, whoa. And if you watch them live, it's like they're up on their necks. And you're like, what is going on here? And like, oh, there they hit and drop, you know? And it's just like the, the, the methodology behind the rhythms and their music, it's very calculated. And like, they're like a one of a kind. Neurosis is a one of a kind. Um, you know, to me, like, uh, like Radiohead, like some of their earlier stuff, it's like one of a kind, like there's certain bands you can't replace, you will never recreate the Carpenters. It's just the artists and the art, you know, and captured lightning in a bottle, you know? Yeah. I love putting the Carpenters and Neurosis in the same sentence. I was like. Well, yeah, carpenters are cool, man. They bake shit. Oh, wait, the band. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, the band. Yeah. <laughs> the band. yeah. No, yeah. No, dude, just like Karen Carpenter, the pain behind her voice, the suffering she was going through. Like, to me, it's like, well, there's something going on there. You know, something yeah, different. Yeah, for sure, man. That's wild, dude. Um, So, have you seen, like, I wanted to ask, like, mm. is there anything that, like uh you've seen at these comic cons with people dressing up like in your fandom that you're like blown away by or i mean is it is it still catching on or is it a pretty wide you know because i've seen a couple things that you post i'm like jesus yeah 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 it's like for we get a lot of cosplayers cosplaying as niobe yeah that's like a big one for us Mm -hmm. and then a, a, a buddy of ours who became one of our executive partners used to cosplay as dusu one of our other characters he's a he's a really big guy um he cosplays him but i've seen some some pretty good ones and i see a lot of crazy stuff like dudes on stilts and full like optimus prime and megatron cosplays yeah. Yeah. that are just like bro good so for much. you <laughs> like, and they're like get out of my way scum and they've got the robot voices yeah. like but the weird thing about cons is nerdery and you ask this like it's super nerdy it's really not dude yeah these i mean yes everyone's a geek in their own right i mean we're band geeks we could nerd out about music all night long um it's the same thing for comics and people dig it and it was this nerd thing especially when i was in high school well that's what i meant back in the past you know yeah yeah in the past it just shifted like the whole thing shifted and dude i've stood in line to in new york comic-con having to take a piss and spending five minutes just talking to jake the snake roberts because he's at comic-con i've taken a piss next to sam jones from friggin flash gordon from my childhood (laughs) dude's weird he's a great dude what does dick look like though it's (laughs) comic-con i didn't look (laughs) i was tempted i would have you know flash Flash gordon Gordon that's right baby yeah yeah oh man but that's that's the thing is like and and like like from from moms and i we have fans that are moms and dads to nerdy guys to you know developmental you know people that just like are just so appreciative of what we do um and just like to like just every every walk of life i've met every kind of person you could meet doing this 
every kind of person. And I'm just so like, this wild. is great. Yeah. That's so yeah. wild, man. Yeah, because the pictures you post, I'm always cracking up. I'm like, damn, dude, that's some wild shit going around. I mean, to be able to, you know, it's like something to be said for creating a band. And, you know, you, you like yeah. you see people wearing your merchandise. You're like, oh, that's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Or someone yeah. comes up and says something nice to you or whatever. Like, hey, man, yeah. like the band. Yeah. And then, but it's like to see someone actually like represent what you've made as a character and they've put hours yeah. of work. Because my yes. daughter does cosplay. She loves yes. it, you know what I mean? And oh, uh, awesome. I mean, she's really into anime, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. But mm-hmm. she spends hours doing this shit, you know what I mean? And, you know, mm-hmm. even to find out that, like, yeah, I was listening to something the other day. And it was like Meg the Stallion, you know, that rapper. She's in that that WAP video. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. massive, she, anyway, you know, WAP, that WAP video that. Um, what is WAP? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. WAP? WAP? Yeah. 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 Anyway. But the chick that's in it is like a massive anime freak. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? You know, it's like a trip, man. It's just, it's just, I'm always shocked at how far it's branched out into its own yeah. animals. You know what I mean? Trust me, one of my least favorite cons to go to is Anime Comic Con in LA. Yeah. It's not fun for me. No, not interested. <laughs> so is that the one part of like comics that you're just not interested in? No. Like I, when I, when I think of anime, I think of things like um, Ninja Scroll. Which right. is not, not for children and fists right. of the North Star, where people are exploding, like <laughs> yeah. subjected to the real horrible stuff at way too young of an age. That's mm-hmm. anime to me. Yeah, like, yeah. but there's Miyazaki, like mm-hmm. that stuff's amazing. Howl's Floating Castle, Princess Mononoke, just beautiful works of art. I right. I, I appreciate that stuff, but when it comes to things like Dragon Ball Z and yeah. all that other stuff, I I, I, I can't get into yeah. it. Are you fucking <laughs> completely over zombies? <laughs> Yes and no. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just I'm a nerd, and if it's good storytelling, I'm in. Yeah. Like I've read, you know, different. I've seen obviously like Walking Dead. Like I tried watching this latest season, and I couldn't. Really. They had me for a long time, like yeah. a long, 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 long time. And these things come to an end. That's one of the things I like about the BBC is they usually end things before they flop. Right. Right. Um, American audiences or in, in, in productions tend to milk things until they're rotten. Right. And, and I'm like, that. yeah, God bless the USA. Milk yeah. <laughs> that shit until the fucking, yeah. we're getting powdered milk out of that motherfucker. That's right. Yeah. Every yeah. last ounce of liquid. Bam, bam, right. bam. Like, and, then, so. and then everyone's shocked when it turns to shit after 12 yeah. and a half seasons of a comic yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah oh my god dude you know it's a, yeah so i will uh, good for them yeah, yeah well great good yeah them. good for him man i mean that's beautiful yeah. dude what are some <laughs> of the most like um like coolest comics that people probably wouldn't have heard of that you've seen lately um i mean obviously okay, besides so your guys' series yeah. is there shit that's coming yeah. out that you're like really impressed with yes yeah like the last couple of years um i've been one series that I highly recommend is Mr. Miracle, which is a Jack Kirby fourth world um, character, dark side, Orion, like all these old, like justice league cartoon characters and whatnot. Um, a guy named Tom King that works for DC comics wrote a series called Mr. Miracle. And I'm not going to spoil it, but it starts off with Mr. Miracle is a guy that can escape from anything any predicament he can just get out of he's like a houdini of the dc universe 
and he's married to a woman named Big Barda. And she was, um, I think, one of the Furies. Like, Granny Goodness raised these women warriors on Apocalypse, which is this hellish planet of pain and hate. And um, they're married, and she's a big woman. So it's like Chewbacca and Han Solo when they're standing next to each other. And she's just a really big, beautiful woman, but she's big. Anyways, the comic starts off with him in the shower, and he just slit his wrists. How's he yeah. going to escape this? Oh. Jesus so, Mr. Miracle, I recommend. Okay. And then uh, Jonathan Hickman's been writing the X-Men recently. And that's, um, I highly recommend people check out um, um, Powers uh, House of X, Powers of Ten. Okay. Um, it's a really awesome hardcover for probably about 50 or 60 bucks. And it's like 12 issues. And it's a really rad X-Men book. It's revitalizing and retooling the... Um, the uh um the x-men universe for marvel uh, it's yeah. like the main marvel stuff i'm reading i always read spider-man and i always read batman those are like my two core books that i read oh really um, and i love spider-man og spider guy my whole life um and but yeah i would recommend that x-men book um house of x mm-hmm. is just look it up and then yeah. um jonathan hick or uh, whatchamacallit um tom king's uh, mr miracle that book will mess you up it's it's yeah. really cool. That's cool, man. It's, yeah, that's yeah. fucking that's dark shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's good. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. And then of course my books. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Comics. But yeah, we 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 really enjoy the process. It's hard, but you know we hang in there and we do our thing. So yeah, nice. nice. Well, you want to uh, you want you want to mention your Kickstarter and stuff because mm-hmm. when this comes out. Kickstarter will be up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Go ahead, give it, give, give it out. Give us the details. Yeah, just if. Yeah, so it basically, um, you just go to like Stranger Comics or like my page, Daryl May, on either Facebook or Instagram. Um, it drops the first um of uh, December, which is technically tomorrow for us. And um, it's just ruining Christmas. Just if you go to Kickstarter and write ruining Christmas, um, you can get on there. You can pledge whatever you want, a buck, 15 bucks, $25, hundred and something, whatever people want to do. Dude, there's different tiers and things. So like if someone wants artwork from me and they want me to draw something on a comic book for them, like, cause I'm going to be drawing on comic covers of these. We're going to print up blanks. There's a price point for that. I think it's like 60 bucks or whatever nice. for me to draw like a Joey Knuggins, like uh-huh. holding a dead cat, yeah. you know, like in those kinds of things. So it's, it's going to be cool. It'll go for 25 days and hopefully we'll hit our goal, which we should. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. But just go ruining Christmas on Kickstarter or on Instagram or Facebook. So yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, uh, I'm going to try to get that video from you and play the Kickstarter thing on the, the video part oh, of the podcast. Sick. You know what I mean? So. Nice. And nice, I watched yeah. it the other day. I was cracking up. I was like, Jesus, this is so Daryl. My business partner, he was like, he was trying to get me to do a, a, a Morgan Freeman voice. Yeah, I could. Because we're like, <laughs> yeah, we were. I was like, he's either going be, for Morgan Freeman or like Jim Carrey from The Grinch, you know, or yeah, something in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, uh, he talked me into it. Like, because we'd be like in New York City or Chicago somewhere sitting in a cab board trying driving trying to get to the airport mm-hmm. and it's like we'll just be sitting there and i'll be looking out the window i'm like 
the man stopped and realized that he couldn't cross the road without getting hit. You know, like I'll just yeah. ca- start commenting, just narrating. Usually, yeah, people start laughing around oh, us. Beautiful man, but yeah, it's well, it's good fun, man. I really enjoy it, and you know, we we could really use the support and love. You know, it's been a hard year, but it's been a hard year for everyone, so we understand. You know, so it is what it is, man. But, well, dude, thanks so much for coming on, you. man. It was a pleasure to Absolutely. catch up with you again. I can't wait to see an actual Absolutely. person. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll we only live like twenty and, minutes again away from each other again. You know. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. Yeah, dude, I think the last time I saw you in person was at the Deer Lodge at a Charman concert. Right. Yep. That would have yeah. been yeah. it. Yeah. That would have been it. All right, brother. Well, uh, yeah. Well, guys, have a good one. Good Likewise. seeing you. All right. Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.